This is Fran Hong. You're listening to NDZ Live. listening to New Dogma Zine. Hello and welcome to another New Dogma audio situation. It is NDZ Live episode 41. We have not one, but two Mitches here today. What a mistake. <laughs> I should have stayed. Which one's the mistake? I should have stayed home. <laughs> I should have stayed home. Well, I mean, this is the f- he just talks. You can tell who the other one is. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I mean, you can tell that accent from a mile away. This is, the, this is the first time that... Both uh, me and other Mitch yeah. have been on uh, have been on a podcast. I thought I it was a Highlander situation. For yeah, a I, bit. I was going to say there's a disturbance <laughs> in the force. Third, there's third there's too many Mitches in one room right no, now. No, we've been trying to get them together. Yeah, yeah that's right. Thir- third yeah. time's the charm, I guess, because yeah. the first two times it didn't work out. Yeah. This time it almost didn't work out because of the snow. It's it is not looking. good. You made it over though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice, nice half hour plus drive. Yeah. We're here. Uh, this is Andrew. I'm here with Grant. How y'all doing? Mitch Meerman. How are you? You know, it's been a couple of weeks. It has. Yeah. Um, went uh, went and visited my parents over Christmas. Uh, we ended up going down, driving to uh, New Orleans. Shit. So that was that was a good time. Um, How much was the, Do- the Doobie Brothers played on that trip? Uh, <laughs> not a ton. We played. We played a. There was or was, a it, was it mostly Grace, Grateful Dead with your dad? Honestly, not really. We I played some. I I was just kind of playing some like different playlists and stuff. It was mostly classic rock. There was nice. some yacht rock in there. Nice. Um, and I played some Mario Speedwagon for my mom because that's her favorite band. Nice. Um, but yeah, a little, a little bit of, a little bit of a lot of stuff. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Good trip to New Orleans, though. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. Um, Did you have some fun. Yeah, decent amount. What'd you go see? An appropriate amount. We because uh, you're because you're because. <laughs> If I know anything about you, you're very much somebody that, like, when you go to a place, like, you want to go see, like, what is, yeah. what is to see about that place. Yeah. So, so what'd, you, mean, go, what'd we, you go see? We, 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 so we drove. We didn't drive directly there. We kind of made, like, a, like, a kind of, like, um, like a turnaround. So we, like, yeah. So, like, from, my parents live in the Knoxville area. So we went, like, straight west to Shiloh first. Okay. Um, and then kind of worked our way down through, uh, through Alabama, or Mississippi, rather. We... Um, went to a couple national battlefields. There's one in Tupelo, and there's one just north of Tupelo. Um, we ended up driving a pretty decent portion of the uh, Natchez Trace Parkway, which was nice. really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like we did some other, we did some other like national park areas. Uh, one really cool one was Poverty Point up in northeastern Louisiana, which it's named that because um, the people who ended up farming there in the 1800s or whatever were. Uh, they they were poor as hell and they were just like all right well this is what we're going to name it but it actually that area was actually a very very important um uh native uh area where basically there was like a a huge town there and there were like these Mm. built-up mounds and wow um like not even not burial mounds they were like something else they don't really know what what the mounds are for it's a unesco Her- like world heritage site very cool area cool um but ended up doing that sort of stuff worked our way to new orleans went to like um 
went to like Cafe de Mons, you know. The How classic. many beignets did you eat? Three. <laughs> It was actually It was actually It's almost like he knew that question was coming. It was it was actually It was actually kind of a pain in the ass being there. Um, yeah. New Orleans is always a pain in the ass a little bit. It it, it's it really was. Out. Like yeah. we were we were in line yeah. for like 30 45 minutes and it was cold out. It was You ever been in New Orleans? No. No. It's a great it's one of my favorite dirty old towns. It's yeah. very yeah. dirty. Yeah. 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 It's very dirty and it's very old. Yeah. Um yeah, we were waiting in line for like 30 to 45 minutes out in the cold cuz it was it was like sub 50s yeah. while we were down there, maybe maybe low 50s, but like it was coat weather. Um and then we get in there and like we're in we're, it's basically a tent. Cafe du Monde is basically a yeah. tent. Yeah, it is. And yeah. they had heaters, but the heaters don't do anything. They really don't. And we were near the entrance, so like there was wind blowing in. I'm gonna try by the river and like Pontchartrain. Right, right by like... the river, right, and like we're we're sitting in there. It's cold. We've got these cafe and cafe du Monde beignets. They pile them, pile the them powdered with powdered sugar. sugar. Yeah. So you're between... getting powdered sugar blown all over the fucking yeah. place. Correct. Too. And. <laughs> And it was made worse by the fact that at one point we had a bird fly directly over our table yeah. and blow even more powdered sugar everywhere. It's just, go. oh, come on, dude. There you go. Yeah. Um, that chicory coffee, though, it's fucking great. That is pretty good there. Yeah. My, there. I, yeah, my dad had some of that. He did enjoy that. I'm not a coffee drinker, so I didn't, yeah. I didn't have any. So um, We went and saw Billy Strings as well. Nice. Um, my Very dad nice. enjoyed that. I did not as much. Uh, the The reason was not for the, because of the music. Because the music was good. He was very technically very good. Not it, really my sort of music. But it's bluegrass, I, man. Yeah. It's just like it's like I've seen him too, and it's one of those things where it's like a lot of my deadhead friends are big Billy Strings guys. Right. And, and it, it felt like like my dad, my dad, my dad, and my mom were both just like we were out there, and they're just like, oh wow, yeah, this is like a a Grateful Dead concert because like they had like you know the people outside selling shit and all yeah. that stuff and, yeah like that was a that was a cool thing for me my problem my problem was is I realized I am allergic to smoke mm-hmm. and I, I kind of there's gonna be a lot feeling. of smoke in that show <laughs> and it's, an, it's it was it was it's, and it's an indoor arena yeah it's an indoor yeah. arena so and it's like, New Orleans so like, and it's yeah. New Orleans so yeah. about 10, 10 minutes into the show like after people had finally like come in like right as the show started and so we had people getting around us and like ten minutes in I'm just like. I feel like I'm gonna throw up. And I, I like walked out into the concourse. I was out there for like 15, 20 minutes. Huh. I listened to the music and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try to go back in. And like, I walk in and we were kind of in this like second deck area. So like, there's like- The um, smoke is all just there's, coming there's like a There's like, there's like these uh, stairways that go up to the sides to go above. And then like you walk out to the concourse to kind of work your way down to the lower, which, so we were in the lower section. So I walk out and I walk past the I walk past the stairway, and it just hits you like a fucking wall. <laughs> it's just like the the smell and the the I'm, air. It's I just miss like, those kind of joints. <laughs> you open up the door, just a blue haze when you walk yeah, in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like it was a really cool experience. I'd never seen like anything like it. Like they had, because um, it's it's like a basketball hockey arena, and they had. Yeah. Um, so they had like the floor. It was just people standing down on the floor, and then we had we had seats farther up. Yep. Is that where the Pelicans play? 
Yeah. No, no, the Pelicans play at the uh, at the Smoothie King. This would probably be where Tulane. This was, this was at where Tulane plays. It was at yeah. UNO, yeah, uh, University of New Orleans, the yeah. front arena. Got it. Um, so not, it was not the little, illustrious Smoothie King Arena. Smoothie no, King, arena. which is which which is right next to the Superdome. We drove by yeah. like four or five times. And the Superdome, it's like when you. You don't realize like how old that place is. Oh yeah, like drive past it. Oh yeah, it's and, like because it's always got it's got that allure to it. You right? see it flying in too. And then, but it's 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 old. It's yeah. like a it's like a big version of like the Coliseum. Right. And it's got that those big letters on yeah. top of it on that like tan colored dome. Caesar's Superdome. Yeah. It's like okay. Um, classy joint. Classy. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, the, the entirety of New Orleans is that way. So. Yes. So Correct. we'll ask the other Mitch that's here. What were your holidays like? What'd you do? I saw that you went to Indiana. I Is went it, to Indiana and that's where, Jay, that's where Jay's from, right? That's where for, where that's, no, we went to visit some of like more my side family friends. Yeah. Um, the so we went into went to northern Indiana. Um, I love it there, man. Yeah, I love it. There. What do you like so much about it? Because like I, I do know that you like it, but what do you what, what do you like about it so much? There's a few things. I think there's like a sentimental connection because it's the first place i moved mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. coming over here mm -hmm. um and the people i love the people it's across the midwest but i like the i like the family i don't know i like the space it's yeah. uh, just it's a good feeling for me you know like i just i enjoy going back whenever i can and i think that indiana as well is something it's maybe misrepresented in a sense of like what it actually is. Right. You know, we like to we like to go um, like state parks and that kind of thing. Yeah. And man, like there's a bunch of Indiana. There. Like you're going into caves and and like this greenery everywhere. It's it's really nice. It's not just cornfields, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think that I think that's uh, I think that's kind of something that's thought about of a lot of Midwestern states. And there's a lot of Midwestern states that have a lot of really cool things. Like you said, caves. Like, yeah. Iowa is one of those places that has caves. No one would ever think of caves in Iowa or in I've gone spelunking like, in Iowa before. Yeah, Makoka Caves. Classic. <laughs> I have not gone spelunking at all. Yeah. You yeah. should. That's what it's caves called. Are, caves no, are really cool. Know. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're at, that's the, the actual term is like. I'm aware spelunking. what the term is. If, uh, if anyone has I'm not, not doing it, though. if anyone has not gone to a cave, like, go to, like, Take some time. Drive out to either Mammoth Cave or go out to like Wind and Jewel Cave out in, even, out in South, uh, South Dakota. Like it will it, even a little taste at the Cave of the Mounds is yeah. Enough. Even, yeah. yeah, even that. It's pretty cool out there. It's pretty cool. Have you taken the kids out there? Cave of the Mounds. Yeah. What's the? We've been to the state park right next to it. We haven't done the caves yet though. You should do the caves. Yeah, yeah. We want to. They're really cool. We want to. They're there really might cool. be uh, no kids. Yeah. Thing, no. Yeah. yeah. We had like. Uh, we used to do field trips there mm. when I was in like. Oh yeah, that was school. always a when I was at the YMCA doing yeah. the summer camps. We went to this Cave of the Mountains every year. You guys, what's it called? The state park next to Blue Mountains. Blue Mountains, yeah. Blue Mountains, yeah, yeah, Blue Mountains yeah. is good. Yeah, it's a good one. I like the uh, the lookout towers they have there because you can yeah, just like climb exactly. up inside and yeah, it's but cool it, view. it's cool too on there because they have the. Um, the direction of where you're looking mm -hmm. and what you're looking at, you know. Yep, um, I like it. Yeah, it's cool. Um, that is a fucking great state park if you want to suffer riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? It's hilly as shit. Blue Mountains? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one that Launder was saying that he would go, he'd go out and train with Eric Hyden. Yeah. Out at Blue Mountain and ride bikes. And he'd say that like Eric Hyden would be like purposely riding his brakes the whole time. 
just so that he could <laughs> stay maniac. with maniac just so that he could stay with yeah the group yeah <laughs> cuz if he otherwise he'd be gone he'd be gone so but yeah and then uh we came back for like 12 hours and then we drove to Minnesota yeah and then then we saw Jordan's fam- some of Jordan's family cousins aunts uncles where up in Minnesota uh it's uh, town next to Rochester okay yeah okay. like just outside Rochester so not too bad of a drive nah yeah. easy easy um that's always fun going up there as well they're a uh, uh American football family Vikings yeah. fans no 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 they're <laughs> They're mixed, but Cowboys and Eagles. Oh man! Yeah, Jesus how's that happen? Christ. I don't. I don't know the. I don't know the full story. It's something to do with I mean, players. Are they fighting in the yeah, house? Yeah. yeah, that's that's a part of why <laughs> the sons are one of their sons is a Cowboys fan. It's a. I mean, it's this, a, this, this, this these are two dad, fan bases you know? that do not <laughs> yeah, like exactly, each other. Exactly. That was, that that is was one his of, like teenage rebellion. Was I'm gonna be a Cowboys yeah, fan? Yeah, his uncle's a Cowboys fan too. So was it was the brother a Redskins fan? I mean, sorry. Commanders. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, no. let's be real. The great, the great NFL rivalries in in this country are Bears, Packers, and then literally every single matchup in the NFC East. It's just yeah, those yeah. are the yeah, big ones. Hate each yeah. Other, yeah, I don't know though. Raiders, Broncos is pretty big. Yeah, Ra- or Raiders, Raiders Chiefs. Chiefs. No, Raiders, Chiefs. Ra- no. Raiders and anyone. Which we, yeah. which we beat them by the way. Yeah, in and a Raiders, crappy season again. We, beat we got the rid Chiefs. of Josh McDaniels. Is what yeah. you needed to do. Yeah. And so you got a good coach now. Mm-hmm. So you go stick with him. Yeah. Yeah. You Spe- happy? You happy with the Raiders? Yeah. I'm happy with the defense. Yeah. <laughs> no one's ever, I think, truly happy about their team as a whole. Any sport. No, no I think that's part of that's part no, of. No, no, yeah. If you're not winning, man, we're not even making the playoffs. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of 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 fandom, different type of football. We're actually here recording on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Because uh, the FA Cup is on. And uh, Mitch decided to come out and watch the uh, the Chelsea Preston match. Mm-hmm. Um, how long has it been P- since P and E man? Yeah, how long has it been since Chelsea played Preston North End? I don't even know. I don't even know. Where, the last where is P and E now? Twenty ten. Are they Something in the? Like are they P and E? Are they in League One? They are in the Championship. No shit. Uh, they are fourteenth of twenty four. <laughs> So middle of the pack. yeah middle of the pack but hey yeah, but this is Chelsea this isn't the Chelsea of old man anyone anyone can get a win against us at, right. at this point in time I think my favorite joke I've seen this year about Chelsea was <laughs> somebody somebody commented that hey like, let's chill on the jokes though huh? <laughs> <laughs> we know it's a tough time <laughs> no no it's, like I told Chris this joke because yeah. he actually liked it too it was like there was a game where it had like some guy ran on the pitch and like they had to stop the game uh-huh. and some guy ran on the pitch it's like play has been halted because of because of idiots running on the, on the pitch and like somebody tweeted underneath it it's like hey come on Jackson and Mudrick are doing the best <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one yeah, was a good one. yeah uh, so we're gonna watch that after we're done recording here um, but yeah Mitch thanks for coming out and <clears throat> and having a chat with us um, mm-hmm. we don't really have a lot of scripted questions today uh, but obviously we haven't actually spoken with you like I think really outside of like random text messages here and there since the season ended. Yeah. Uh, part of that was, you know, we'd, we'd asked you to come on and you kind of mentioned it shortly after the season that it, it wouldn't be right until your, your deal had, had yeah. been done. Mm-hmm. Um, Deal's done long, now. Yeah. How long did that take to kind of work things out without getting too much into details? Um, I, 
it, it's it, that's a hard question because like we started uh, i guess the process um or at least the conversations on coming back in august i would say okay. yeah in, in right the, in the, in the, the summer yeah, yeah in the middle yeah. of the season yeah um i think you know it's a, a few conversations with the club and the coaches and them you know making it clear that they wanted me back and me saying that i wanted to come back as well so um you know in between conversations there then you might right. go two or three weeks before you speak about it again piece by piece and then um once the off season hit then it was kind of ramping up in in that sense and then I can't actually remember exactly when I signed, but it took probably a month. I would I would say after the season, yeah, or a little bit less um, to get the deal finalized. And no, I'm really happy. I'm really happy. I mean, I've been here two years. Uh, I signed for another two years, so the, what what year are we now? So it puts me to twenty end of twenty yeah, end of twenty five. You know, my family's happy here. I think uh, a, a big factor for me though was seeing how much of the team was coming back the coaches were coming back and like really going for it now from what we've built over the last two years like the club that i play for now is very different to the right. one that i walked into two years ago um and i think that we have all the pieces in place to to be winning things now expand on that for a little bit what what's changed oh. It, it, I'm talking mostly on the on the football side, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the club as a whole has improved. Uh, I think the fan experience has improved. The environment in on the match day is getting better every year. Um, the professionalism in regards to facilities, to preseason, to the training training structure uh, throughout the year, travel, food. Like all those little details that kind of aren't seen, the club is constantly trying to improve them, yeah. Um, yeah. and and it's a big credit to the coaching staff and the ownership uh, for just pushing the needle as far as it can go yeah. with with the resources that we have. You yeah. know, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I, that's what I mean like not to go too too far into it, but I think the first day of preseason we trained at Kiva. Um, for those that aren't yep. familiar, it's a, it's an indoor field with the walls, very small space, mm -hmm. and like that doesn't that kind of stuff doesn't exist anymore at this club. So yeah. right, I rem I remember I remember that happened the first three years. Like I think part of it too is has to be realizing, especially the ownership realizing they have to invest, they have to mm -hmm. make those types of improvements otherwise like you have to stay competitive yeah yeah because other clubs are doing that in the yeah, league exactly. especially too you know like and, and we're already up against it with as the we're weather seeing, as we're seeing yeah. it today climate you know the weather and yeah, the climate yeah. you know and so and as you've seen you know living here for the last couple of years it's can be winter into may here yeah, yeah you know and so you know and so um that's something where it's like that has to be a piece that has to be on the forefront of what you're doing because I mean it's you uh, don't have the advantage of being outside. The club has made specifically in preseason. I think after my first year, that was an area that we really needed to address. Mm. And the investment that the club has made in preseason is astronomical. I mean, it's hard on us 
Right. Uh, it, it is hard on us because we, we travel the entire time. Right. I think we come home one, maybe two days a week for six weeks. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's it's a lot of time on the road, but there's there's a lot of positives to it too. Like, especially last year, we were basically an expansion team. I mean, we had four guys come back, right. all of which had played one season together. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we had a brand new team and that amount of time on the road you spend yeah. together right so by the time we started the season we had at least started to form that connection uh with each other and that chemistry and i mean it helped us i think and now we returned so many guys and i think we're just in such a better place going yeah. into this year what's the what's changed for you with your mentality going into this year as opposed to last year? Because like you said, last year it was essentially like an expansion team. And now you're coming into this with a bunch of guys coming back. So how has your mentality changed coming into this season? I think uh, it's it's something that's been from day one about a, it, like an evolution uh, of the mentality. Um, on, the, on the football side or the soccer side, it wasn't a winning culture at the club and it's something that we're we're fighting to change and yeah. it's not it's not something that you can just right. decide and show up one day and you're like no we're gonna win now right? right like it takes time it takes turnover of players it takes consistency and continuity with coaching staff and playing group and now we're at a point where we have so many people that are like this isn't good enough anymore yeah we know what we have we don't have excuses. Like it's time yeah. to win to win trophies. Is that mentality coming? Because it's it's very easy, I think, for management for for coaches to say we're going to do this now. Mm -hmm. But it's really difficult to actually convince, motiv motivate right. people, get buy in right. for that. Yeah. Do you feel like that the 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 sort of onus, the push for that, is shifted to the players as a and and yourself included, as opposed to maybe coming primarily from the coaching staff? I think it works best when it comes from both. Yeah. You know, and that's more of the focus going into this season. Yeah. Is that, and, and it's it's tough when you have a new group of players, right? Right. Because you spend a lot of the season trying to, whether it's conscious or subconscious, you're figuring out the hierarchy of the group, right? Right. So you also don't know who's, key contributors who's not guys are unhappy with their roles happy with their role, whatever it may be it's tough to yeah to really nail down the standards and the culture but when you have such a large group of guys coming back that perform so well uh, in and of itself you've had and, a baseline already and you have those yeah. guys on the same page when you add yeah. pieces to it that yeah. nucleus is there yeah you know it's a lot easier for us as a playing group to manage ourselves so it's not always coming from the coaches yeah one thing i did notice that was interesting last year was you know the addition of guys who have who have you know achieved sort of excellence in their career at this level guys like stephen payne who i'm pretty sure richmond won like the the supporter shield yeah. or whatever the yeah, year yeah. before he joined mm -hmm. um you, jake cruel who won the league with omaha and now Timmy Mal as well. Yeah, and we're, now we're adding Devin Boyce from that yep. same Omaha team. 
um, much to my chagrin. Uh, I once <laughs> said that Devin Boyce had the most punchable face in the league. Uh, you, I still, you, you did not say that only once, my friend. Well, yeah. I say it just about every day since we signed him. Uh, <laughs> nothing's changed there. Mitch, um, I really wish you could have seen... Uh, <laughs> So we were having a, a we were doing we were doing a, another radio bit, segment radio segment with Matt yeah yeah and we we're just talking off the record about signing after we were done we were done and he's like yeah he's like we signed signed a guy he's like yeah we signed Devin Boyce and I'm like it's on a video call and I'm watching Andrews and like I knew Andrews is boiling up his face like and I saw I, I saw Andrews the color in Andrews face just kind of like drains out <laughs> and I immediately just start laughing I'm like cause and, I, and Matt pauses for a second and I'm just like motherfucker because <laughs> Matt because Matt has no idea right yeah, he's just yeah, like yeah, he's, yeah. he sees me just laughing my ass off he's and like, sees oh. Andrew just like <sighs> well, look, look, look. He's a guy who uh, I'm. I'm glad. I actually am glad that he's playing for us now. He can be our like, fucker. He yeah. was an absolute fucking wind up and a prick the yeah. first like the, the seasons that he was with Omaha, and that <clears throat> a lot of that I think was like fueled by some of the like fan stuff on social media. Mm. But a big part of it is that I think that's just part of his game is that he is a little bit of a wind up. But you need guys like that yeah, in a yeah. team. Like that, play that because the mental side of the game really well. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this this time last year when we were talking about what you wanted for the change. The change, and you're like, you want a little bit more edge. Yeah, you know. And mm-hmm. so we got a little bit more edge. Yeah, with, with that, with that, and, and some frosted tips, and some frosted tips. <laughs> yeah, but no, like, <laughs> but kind of back to my point of like, he, he might be uh, Diego Costa, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> But you don't uh, like him I, when he's against you, buddy. You right. want him on your team, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Like Balotelli. Right. Mm-hmm. Jack Wilshire was like that for Arsenal. Oh, like, absolutely. Just a fucking wind-up, but you loved him Dempsey for your like team. We got one at Chelsea, Conor Gallagher. Yeah. I think he's yeah. the same way, you yeah. know? Clint Dempsey was like that. Yep. Clint Dempsey was a wind-up. But no I guess, way. like, coming back to what I was saying is, like, how important is it for the mentality, especially in the locker room, to have guys who are there who have done it before, especially with, like, that. some yeah. younger players in the team that are just coming up? Yeah, I think it's a good thing because um, it, it's tricky, right? Like when you're in in this division, I found it myself. Uh, you can get players from higher divisions, right? Um, guys that you know playing in the championship, and you can build a team on on former championship players. And on paper, it's it's amazing, right? But right. this right. league offers different challenges, right? And sometimes it's not necessarily about how much quality the player has, no. but the mentality. And when there's guys that are, you know, they they're okay with some of the conditions of the league and yeah. the travel and all of these other details, yeah. it's like, and they just get on with it. I think it, it's more valuable than a name, yep. you know. Um, and and so I think the coaching staff is taking that into account with the recruitment like you, the guys you you rattled off and then Devon coming in as well um, I think you can see that there's a shift in the recruitment strategy right yeah. um, and, yeah. and, and, and it's good for the young guys too because they see as a young player they're not looking at guys that are pissed off because of travel or something like that they're seeing guys get on with it Right. Put in pros. a shift, get a win, yeah. and go to the next one. Yeah, you know? seeing pros. And I mean, we've had a lot of we've had a lot of players in in this team, and we've seen them on other teams too, who have come down from higher levels. Yeah. that they just they don't kick on. They they don't, and and 
you know, again, that's a big, big mentality thing, right? Yeah. And that's that was a question I was going to ask you mm-hmm. is because you played, you know, you've done some stuff at MLS, mm-hmm. you've done played in championship, yeah, and now you played in US. What's the like? What makes USO one? You you mentioned it just what you were just talking about. That's a different. What makes it so different at USO one as opposed to like championship and MLS and things like that? A big thing that I found is I still because, I, because I think that we've mentioned this before is that the talent level is fractional. Mm-hmm. Is that like between like the the three? It's just like either habits or something like that. What? But in your opinion, like what makes USL one like so different from like the other levels? I think that the travel for me was a big, big adjustment. Uh, in in the championship, you have conferences. Yeah. Uh, they have more yeah. teams, right? So your your You're travel playing, is a lot more easier. More bus trips. To, yeah. yeah. Not necessarily bus trips. We didn't bus many places for the But you're closer with a flight, flight, yeah. But they're quick flights, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And that's your season. Yeah. Here we go. Like last summer mm. was probably the hardest stretch of, of games that I've you ever had, had beastly to. St- you guys had a beastly stretch. I mean, we're going coast to coast in the hottest yeah, right. part of the month away yeah. for a month straight. So... Yeah. Um, that 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 was that was a challenge i mean like that fresno game is a 14 hour travel day 12 hour travel and then you guys got delayed there yeah we we got stuck there coming back and and i think we were there for like six days or something like that right um i read something this past week that was like there was a premier league team i don't remember who it was um but they had traveled fewer miles over the course of their entire season or they were supposed to travel fewer miles over the course of their season than chicago fire did in like a three-game stretch last year and and like again they're they're in a conference as well but when you're you know even in conferences when you're when you're on one edge of the conference and then maybe you're doing cross Mm -hmm. you know cross conference play Mm -hmm. and you know for us it's even worse because we're in a cross country league and we're just kind of two and a half months we're so far away from everyone yeah so if we get a if we get a game in fresno and then we get a game in greenville and then you we come home it's just like that's a we're also not flying charter like Chicago Fire. Right. No. You know, we're flying no. commercial. And, yeah, yeah, you guys are doing it with, um, with the schlubs like that, us. Man, it's not an excuse either. It's like that, and but well, that's what I'm talking about, right? It's like there's some realities of this league that you got to get on with. And if you, when you're coming from higher levels, that you don't have to do those things. Or coming it's, from other countries. Yeah, way, exactly. Like, exactly. perfect example of this was the playoff game. Is yeah. that... Because I was talking with Chain about this. Is, That's one of the easier travel days for us as yeah. well. <laughs> is, but, but like, you guys couldn't fly out of Madison because the Packers were also playing in Denver that, that during all that, the flights were that weekend. Yeah. So, all the book. Uh-huh. so you guys had, had to, to go to Chicago, Chicago. you know, and fly to, you know, so you have to get on a bus and like and do, go to Chicago rather than just... It just shows you yeah. like the examples of like being in this league. And, and, yeah. then, you still have, and then you still have to... Uh, you still have to bus to Fort Collins to right. to Windsor because they right. don't they have an airport but it's too small to yeah, yeah. to support commercial travel. Yeah. So if you're gonna fly into and, if and, you're gonna fly into and with everything know, we're saying, you just said this. That's one of your easier trips. That is one, definitely one of the easier trips. <laughs> so that just tells you right there, like how difficult. Oh man, some of those trips are they're, they're yeah. brutal. But is Fresno is, other, is the Fresno other, the worst? Uh, Tormenta. 
Something yeah. is the worst. What makes yeah. what makes torment to the worst? Fly to Atlanta and then bus three hours or whatever. Uh, then, fly to uh, Savannah even. Last year was a bit better because we got the first first flight out of uh, Madison. But my first year here was uh, what was it? We we bus two hours to Chicago. Mm-hmm. We flew Chicago to Charlotte. Then we changed Charlotte to Savannah, and then we had to mm. bus an hour from Savannah to Statesboro. Jesus fuck. Yeah. Because so, Statesboro is just, I mean, and and then, this is someone then, who's been there. It's yeah. in the middle of fucking nowhere, And then man. play the next day. So, yeah. but, but listen, like every team has to do it, right? Right. Yeah. So that's where it comes down to whether you can just get on with yeah. it or not. And Greenville can bus. And I think, <laughs> yeah, li- listen, if you're on the East Coast, then those guys have half those a season. Those Southeast teams, yeah, they get the, it's fucking right? cake. Yeah. They're busing half of their games. Yeah. And, I mean, it's cake. Or like a quick, quick flight hour. Um, but yeah, you said it, guys that have been successful in the league and they know what it takes. They know what's involved in it, and so there's there's, there's no hiccups with them, you know. Right. So, so looking forward into like this upcoming season, then we're gonna have a longer season, like month wise, like mm-hmm. yeah. Knowing that like the travel that you experienced last year, it's probably gonna be pretty much the same. What are some of the things that you're doing for yourself? And that you're going to like kind of like with the club try and like so that you guys are prepared for like this long haul of travel and everything like that so that's another thing i don't know if i'm allowed to say this but (laughs) i I think it's all right um we talk about the evolution of the club from what i came to what it is now those long hauls we will leave a day earlier so we'll get an addition massive difference yeah it's huge huge it's huge I mean, there's not there's no there's no travel. way like yeah. with that travel the next day you're not gonna be heavy, right? You, you know what I mean? Like you, you need a day to recover. There's, like, there's yeah, just a day to get your legs going again. Yeah. Have a session yeah. in yep. their market, right? And, yep. and especially if you're going to like some place like Colorado, with like high altitude, you know, having some time. Yeah, like, that's yeah. that's a different challenge in itself. But that one's all right. It's not the worst. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the Fresno trips, the tormented troops like i think we're gonna go mm-hmm. an additional day early and um like that just shows you that the club's intent right yeah is keep adding pieces to to help us win games yeah and that's one of those unseen things from a fan perspective yeah where the the team is clearly putting resources into the team mm-hmm. and that you know the fan the fans don't necessarily see that and so when when you know the fans are looking at the roster or whatever just like what well, we're barely a playoff team last year and you know blah 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 blah. and look the, the team is you know the ownership is putting putting in the cash to make yeah, this team right. better and it's not it's not something that we're necessarily seeing on paper or that you're seeing in person being a championship organization isn't just what you do on the pitch it's no, all, no, it's, it's, all it's, everything. it's everything it's everything right it's it's how you go about your business yeah. and how you about, go about and what we're seeing is that the club is really taking the steps from what you're telling us yeah. to be a championship organization. Yeah, I mean, we got great ownership. That's the yeah. that's the thing. And, yeah. you know, I think that as a player, some of the frustrations, if you can take a step back and look at the big picture of, of what they've created, you know, they built a club first. And right. I think that now the football is, is catching up to mm-hmm. the other side of, of the football club and... <laughs> You know, maybe in the beginning it's frustrating as a fan, yeah, because you want to win trophies, right? And uh, you're seeing 
other clubs that on the outside they don't look as as good as what we have here but they're winning stuff and it's like you're gonna end up i think this is my my feeling uh you're gonna end up with a very very successful football team on and off the pitch and right. you look back at these times and be like ah they were smart in the way they approached it right because i think i just don't see other clubs being able to replicate what madison has in turn on the club side yeah you know on the fan experience and match day experience and that kind of thing and i think to that point you know you mentioned it thinking about a a, a team like northern colorado right mm-hmm. like who it was surprising to me to say the least to see what the away locker room situation was yeah, there yeah. and like yeah. the fact that you guys had to jog through sand and dirt and piles well, just the construction to, site yeah, yeah. To, and that's get, not that is not the only place in the league either that's right. like that but that that i think is what what you're talking about though is like this idea that they tried to build a good foundation mm-hmm. as opposed to like a place like noco who yeah. yeah they've had they've been lucky with recruiting to some degree right you have a guy like trevor aman who comes out of their backyard and just yeah, lights yeah. the league up that's a unicorn though right that's not they that's not something few, you could replicate. They had a few unicorns too. Arthur right. Rogers yeah, and Irvin Parra. They've lost their best players, so it'll be interesting to see. I think they're a good team overall. Um, but it goes back to what I was saying in the beginning and why I think we are more prepared to to go and compete. And they returned a bunch of guys from that first yeah. year. And look at them in their first year and look at them in the second year. It was, it's a different team. Right. Right, and it's, there wasn't a lot of turnover, a lot of familiar faces, and that time together, that chemistry, being through an entire season together, all the ups and downs, seeing what it's like, like those things are, are really valuable to a group, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. What do you think this past season? Because you know you've had a couple seasons at the club now. Mm-hmm. You've seen it hopefully improve in certain ways, uh, both both seasons. What was the biggest sort of bright point or improvement this last season maybe on the pitch and off off the pitch how close this group of players is yeah you guys seem really close man it's one of the best the one of the best locker rooms i've ever been in at any level in any country like from the get-go to and that's what I was saying, that preseason away, man, it's a gruel, it's a grind, but all that time together, like you have no choice but to get it get to know each other and uh thankfully the, the personalities mesh well. Um yeah. and, and that that's gonna continue. I mean, it's the most connected I think a group's been in an off season. Um, like we split up all over the world. Uh there's a few of us in town, but as a majority everyone goes their separate ways in the off season, does their own thing and and everyone's still communicating, still talking, still trying to get on the same page for the good. new season. And like it just, there's a very, very good feeling with this group. And on the pitch, I think uh, we play differently in, we were a bit more dynamic, I think, this season yeah. uh, than we were in my first year here. Um, I agree with that and yeah. a bit more exciting <laughs> uh, thanks bitch <laughs> <laughs> and um but we were when we were on it we were we felt untouchable yeah. and now it's about being more consistent in those mm-hmm. performances like north carolina 
won the league we should have done the triple over them uh, yeah, you guys dominated them I mean we, we killed them we played them off the pitch in every game and then yeah. we struggle against the guys at the bottom of the table so um, gotta figure that out yeah, it's just mentality I think like, yeah. we're not where we need to be is in terms of consistency mm-hmm. um, but if we if we're able to replicate those performances more often then there's no reason why we shouldn't be lifting trophies do you think do you feel that with returning so many guys the ability to achieve that consistency is going to be easier or be more available yeah for sure yeah. for sure um it gives a i think as well with the the guys that they're bringing in um there's going to be more competition for places in the starting 11 than there was last season which that helps us in those kind of slugs in uh, iron sharpens iron right yeah exactly i mean you're going to improve the level of the players itself when they rotate players the level isn't going to change so much and um characteristically as well uh the way we're going to play i think is going to be pretty hard to to compete against and having more than one player that can do that job it's Mm. gonna it's gonna help us yeah so you mentioned consistency as of today saturday january 6th we are exactly 10 weeks away from the first game against tormenta away oh yeah exactly 10 weeks there you go um two and a half months beautiful (laughs) like that's not a long time what Uh do we what what's I guess your approach as a captain, somebody who's leading on the pitch yeah. and in the locker room, what what's your first order of business once you know everybody's reported in for preseason? Straight into it. Like we we've had some Zoom calls and communication on WhatsApp and that, and it's uh, it's been clear from the coaches, but from us as players too, holding each other accountable in what we're doing in the off season. You know, it's it's not come in February 1st and then you start like you need to come in firing because if we want to the way that I look at it is if we want to be the best team in the league then we have to be the best in everything that we can control right so if we come back on February 1st I want us to be the best in like the most in shape team on February 1st through preseason I want us to work harder than any other team in preseason so that by the time the season comes we're firing we're ready to go there's yeah. no slow burn yeah I mean and speaking into that I mean I mentioned this to you earlier I mean you're in tremendous shape right now <laughs> thank like, you like thank you, you look thank great you, thank you. dude I mean <laughs> so what have you been doing this off season and you know speaking about like what you were just talking about like doing that training like the season starts like what does your off season look like like Take us through like the end of the season, yeah. like the season ends in Colorado. Where did, where did your season start? Because it looks to me like you you hit the ground like as yeah, soon yeah. as the season was over. You were like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna take some time and then I'm gonna I'm gonna go at it. So yeah, exactly. It's uh, so finishing Colorado is two weeks completely off. Yeah, um, that's eat what I want, drink what I want, <laughs> yeah. sleep when I want. Yeah. Like, yeah, just, we, you know we've been I mean? doing the Mitch Osmond off, uh, first couple of weeks off season <laughs> all, all winter long. All winter, <laughs> for, for all of 2024. Yeah. <laughs> for 2023, all right. So yeah, it's, it's, it's two weeks. Like Cheers to us. Yeah. As, a, as a regular human being, you know, yeah. um, which you need mentally more than anything else. Right. Um, and uh, after that, it's, it's, it's back into it. I mean, those are probably the only that's the longest time in a year that I'll take off um, so that means that like by like 
early November, you were already back, you know, doing training. Yeah, when was uh, when was the playoff game? I think it was like the twenty first or something like that. Yeah, it was near Halloween. I think it was yeah, 20, yeah. So start yeah. of November. Then start of November, you were already we're, back we're at back it. Back at it. And, and what have you been, what have you been doing? I mean, because like I said, you're in tremendous shape. So what have you been doing to like? Man, a lot, a lot. The off season is the hardest time of the the year in terms of training. I mean, it's the like we train. Yesterday, I was at the facility for four hours, like training for four hours. And yeah. Not every day is is that long, but it's like that a lot of the time yeah uh, we've got a we've got a good group of guys that are still here the the center back union um you know jake Crawl, timmy mill uh burn shipman he's still in town as well uh zemo yeah um and we we train at attack the performance center yeah w performance center yeah um which is another thing that i i keep they're gonna keep coming up right it's another thing that the club is is uh providing for us now it's like it's not that you finish the season and you kind of on your own like they've set us up where we have people that are there for there's the, people that are there yeah. they're setting up our weights yeah. like um they, they're getting us taken care of we have a private facility for us to use and you know there's turf there's turf there there's every everything you could possibly need right to to train and you know, we go in, we do sprint work, we do ball work, we're lifting weights, we're conditioning, doing fitness, and every day looks a little bit different, but it's a grind, man. Yeah. Um, I've got a good trainer that works with a few of us boys as well, so we're on similar programs, which which helps. Yeah. Um, but it's not just me, man. The guys, are, the other boys, are, and they're firing as well. Yeah. Like, everyone's hungry, everyone's training their ass off. How, how have you had to adjust your training in the off season as you're getting older now yeah i think you this know, is like this it, is the first year that i've made adjustments yeah so wow, like so wow. like what are some of those adjustments you've had to make because you're starting to see some things yeah just uh managing the load i think yeah. is a, is one of them in i've had more of a gradual build into my programming this year yeah. um like i said this is the first year that i've made adjustments i think i'm just getting older um I'm I'm still in good years. Yeah, <laughs> Don't worry. yeah. I'm 29. So uh, fucking young buck over here. Exactly. Yeah. No I'm kidding. <laughs> For real. <laughs> See, I just turned 45. Yeah. Good God. You old as balls. You old bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wanna I wanna play into my mid 30s. So yeah. Um, that's so that's a goal for you. Yeah. It, I mean, if it yeah. makes sense, then yeah. Yeah. As long as you can um, do the things on the pitch that exactly, you want to do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. As long as I don't, if I don't feel I can contribute yeah. in the same way, then yeah. I'll call it. But it's um, a Madison Maldini over here. <laughs> I can't play. I, I'll tell you now, I ain't Take playing it. into my 40s. <laughs> but, uh, that dude, no, no. That dude just, is still, like, he still looks like he'd go out and probably put in, like, a good 65 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I do I do want to say real quick with the providing the, uh, um, the training and stuff like that for the team, people really should, like, consider, like, this is this – is, this is a huge thing at this level that they're that the team is like providing you know access to that and all those because there are teams in like top level professional leagues in this country that don't provide things to that level for free or like they won't provide the things that they need like mm-hmm. you know a couple years ago there was a huge thing about the Arizona Cardinals charging access to their private facilities to players <laughs> um it came out like a year or two ago that albert pujols had asked the los angeles angels for a special treadmill that they would not buy 
Yeah. It's like we're a third division soccer league in the yeah. United States. And it's happening. And this is happening yeah. here. Yeah. Like that's 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 a huge thing. That's but a huge you thing. you have guys that are on the playing side, you know, I like to think I'm a part of this group, but we're pushing right like we're pushing to be better players and and to like i said we're we're here to win something and then you have a coaching staff that wants the best for their players right. and then you have an ownership that cares to improve and and win as well and you mesh all that together i think there's long-term success and right it, like i said it's hard as a fan to to not win things and last year you know going out in the first round of the playoffs it's it's disappointing and you should be upset and should be angry but i think that should we? we've built we've built a foundation that that's going to help us and not like well beyond my time you know right but I, and, I, and i think too though is what you're saying is you know going back to some of the other things you said i think you need to have the perspective as a fan where it's like this was an expansion team yeah that made the playoffs, like I that, think that uh, that underachieved. Right. Yeah, it's an expansion team. That because there was a lot of times, like you I said agree. this year, like there was moments this year where there was there was nobody better than you guys. Mm-hmm. Like you guys were on top of the top of the table. And you could hear the fucking commentators on the on the broadcast being like, "That's a trademark Madison, Madison build up into yeah. a goal." Like yeah. oh, we scored like four goals or mm-hmm. something with. 20 plus uh, passes. Yeah. Right. You know, there's no other team in the league that's doing yeah. that. that. That goal by Aiden last year, I can't, was it against oh, Richmond? That was, that, that, that was my goal, favorite goal of the year. That yeah. goal, that goal should have been goal of the week. It should, it should have been up for goal of the year. Like, yeah. that, that was the, that was the prettiest goal that's ever been scored in the damn league. Not the one where he was dancing through the defense. Like, that was Omaha. The, no, no the one the, here, the, the passing yeah. sequence. Yeah, yeah. We went Ro- through the Richmond, thirds. Richmond here. The, yeah. the, yeah. the, the given, 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 given go. Yeah, yeah. Like, Richmond here. Yeah, that was, that was beauty. God. It's so, beauty. it was so good. And, and, you know, like, like you said, we had so many games where we just had like a ton of passes, a ton of buildup, and we scored. And this is something that you don't usually see in this league, and it's certainly something that we'd never seen before before this year because a lot of times we would have that possession and we would build up to something, and then we just peter out. We wouldn't even yeah. get a shot off a lot of the time. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> excuse me. I, I even think like you talking about like using the club taking advantage of like the facilities with like UW and the mm-hmm. partnership that they have there. We know, like there was, there was, there was years where the UW was offering, and like the the staff was just like, "Nah, we're fine. We're not, not going to use them." And yeah. yeah, I mean, without without mentioning like a very specific coach that we only had for a single season from the Twin Cities. Yeah, uh, uh, a, a certain Jordy refused to have a strength and conditioning coach, and that's just one of those things where it's just like, well, that's to see that change and to see like to hear you talk about like where the club has gone and where the staff has gone that's what those are the things you need to be doing in order to be a serious championship cup yeah. winning, you know tri- title winning franchise mm-hmm. so yeah it's I, I'm glad that we're using the resources that we have that are available to us yeah. um, and I think you know whether whether that relationship with UW is because of a sponsorship or whatever whatever it is it seems like a good beneficial relationship, especially for the players. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it is. It's a it's a partnership that I help provide us. So, uh, the UW is a massive. I mean, huge, it's. Man. I mean, that's the thing. It's still, like, man, I've been here nearly a decade, and it still blows my mind what universities are in this country. 
yeah it's it's phenomenal because that's that's one of those things that i tell people like you know when you grow up in this when you grow up in this town you grow up in this area you know you don't realize that how like the what the weight that the university of wisconsin carries like on a national and like worldwide level yeah yeah and like especially for healthcare for health and for so many things i mean for like when i was in film school the only people that were in film school with me were people from New York and L.A. And they yeah. were like, yeah, this is like one of the fourth best film schools yeah. in the country. And I'm like, what, well, like, really, what? really here? I mean, yeah. even even just the city itself, I mean, right. other than Epic, it's the economic nucleus of this of this city. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's a university, and yeah. the city runs through this university. Yeah, yeah and it like, always will. It's, it's incredible. And I, think that, and I think that that's what makes kind of the town, and, make, and I think for the fan base as well, gives it kind of that special feeling is because when that's the case you're always going to have a core of young people that are going to be part of that energy and that mm-hmm. that energy is going to always be part of the city and so i think that that's, this this club is where a lot of people that come in to madison for jobs especially from elsewhere in the world right. this is their first like cultural touch point because so many people know this game and the fact that they know they can go to Breeze and have a good time, like, obviously, you know, much better time when we win. But, like, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's such a massive, massive thing, especially for people that are, like, looking for community but also looking for something to be proud of immediately upon moving here. Yeah, and that's, that's what football is. Yeah. Like, that... The your football club is meant to represent your community, right? And give people something to attach to. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what corner of the globe you go to, that's what you'll find in football. Yeah. That's why it's the world's game, right? Yeah. And Madison is no different. I think Madison is at the forefront of it in in not just USL League One, but USL in general, right? Like the, the championship is growing, but so is this club. Is that something that you mentioned two guys within the club that are like new coming here and everything now that you've been here for a while and you understand like what it is here is that something that you mention or talk about like within the the club is that like it's going to be different here in terms of like the fans that you see here as opposed to other other places around the country um i think it's something that i'll probably speak more on now uh like i was still a new player too yeah like i've been here two years but two years now um I have a better better grip on you're a resident now yeah yeah yeah. and I I live here year round right like I don't I I don't leave kids go to school here yeah exactly my kids in school yep um, so I feel I'm I'm settled here yeah I have a pretty good grasp on the city now and uh, we're comfortable here and I think that it is it is an important thing for for players coming in to to buy in it'll only help us yeah. Right, like as a playing group if we buy into yeah. what the the fan uh, engagement is it'll help us uh, especially at Breeze on match day which big shout out to the fans for, for this past season I think we smashed every attendance record there is yeah um, yeah also need to make comment this time last year when we won the podcast well, do you remember what I said in terms of the fans? Yeah. Need to be a little more nasty, a little, a little more gritty little, sometimes. A little nastier. Bit more pricks in the crowd. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Yep. Definitely felt that this year. Yeah. That it was much <laughs> better. There was some shit talking that I would hear and I was like, yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> felt, felt like a football game. Yeah. Yes. 
expensive. You're welcome. Andrew and I just looked at each other. And we're just like, well, okay. Well, yeah, if, he says it's, if he says it's okay, we're. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I was I was gonna say it's that seems that seems weird considering I wasn't down there anymore. Well, so. yeah, we had, we more that, than that made was, up for you. That was <laughs> that was me on. <laughs> I, I was I was doing my part at the away games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah. No, so I was. I I felt as a player like the environment this year was was something that was. It was exciting, yeah. You know? Yeah, and and yeah. there's a lot to build on there for from a fan experience too. I mean, I've said it multiple times. I think even the the rest of the stadium has woken up a little bit more yeah. too. You know, you you're not getting that just just on the the Brearley side of the exactly. stadium. It's coming from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like we noticed that last year, where I think you and I were walking around. And we started noticing that, like, the fans were getting excited. Like, when big moments on the field uh-huh. were happening, the fans around the cl- the stadium were standing. Like, they knew, like, this is a big moment. Yeah. This is when we should start. I think it's just fun that even the people in the expensive suites in the, in the fucking, like, Getting involved. Yeah, yeah, even they're talking shit. Yeah. Like, which is, that's a great thing to see. That's a, that's an awesome thing to see. <laughs> yeah. More but, uh, <laughs> so, Madison fans, talk more shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just the overall, man. I think the you guys said it uh, you just said it now like it was the fans were more in tune with what was happening in the game right right. like someone puts in a big tackle Burn makes a big save right like we go downfield on a counter attack win a corner and it's like people getting up out of their seat cheering yeah it's not just us at the brilliant just like standing up cheering it's like everyone everybody knows this engaged in what's happening and that's that's as a player like that's what drives you through right it's like maybe you're under the pump a little bit yeah, uh, normal ebb and flow of a game. You're under the pump. You're suffering as a group, and you have a counter attack or something. The crowd goes crazy. Like gives you that energy boost. Right. And, and we we definitely got that this year. I mean, last year. I mean, listen to go back and watch the the game against Greenville where we had the penalty save to the goal. And the, the how good was that the, by the way? Yeah. The, how good was that? The 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 ESPN microphones. They cut out because the crowd got so loud twice. Yeah, yeah, twice. The save and the goal, man. Yeah, like that's that's insane. Like, there's no other there's no other team in this league that's doing that. There might not be a team in USL Championship that's doing that. Yeah, like that's that's crazy. That's crazy. That yeah. that is a huge testament to how much noise that it's our always, crowd it's makes. It's always hilarious to me that they the ESPN guys go and put the mics down in the, in the flock end. <laughs> Yeah, and then they cut the they listen to the the broadcast and and the, the, that's oh we can't use any of that we, we can't use any of that that guy said the fuck word like eight times in a row yeah, yeah. he's just shouting it over is and that, over that, again is that guy saying the n word I'm like yeah yeah, 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 yeah he is yeah. that's Chris that's, Fox that's, that's, that's Chris come, that's Chris Fox he'll come do it anytime you want yeah uh, <laughs> uh, um I guess from your perspective like what is needed this season. Outside of you, you talked about being consistent. I think everybody would agree with yeah. that. Having a more consistent experience from from game to game, from high point to high point. From your perspective as a captain, you know, players player two years now, seeing it, seeing things that develop, grow, improve last season. What has to continue, and what might be needed that's new for a, a legitimate title push. I think it's it's that development of the mindset and uh, it's consistency in the way we go about every day 
Um, it wasn't bad. I'm not saying that it was right. bad. It was, it was a, a, it was pretty good. But pretty good doesn't cut it, right? Like right. we want to be the best. So I think the consistency in training is what's going to help us with the consistency in the game. Yeah. Um, you don't get to pick and choose how much you put into a session. I think that's that's kind of the message that I want to put across to the group. If uh, we want to win every game, then we need to train every day like we want to win right. every game. And just because we win a few doesn't mean you take the foot off the gas. Uh, we have to we have to drive those standards, um, which the returning group has already discussed at length, um, yeah. both at the end of last season and in the off season, that we need to hold each other accountable and it doesn't have to come from the coaches every time like we need to hold each other accountable and take care of the details that we can control and yeah. I'm pretty sure that it'll translate onto more consistency on the pitch do you do you feel like it's more of a adapting a somewhat perfectionistic mindset of like yeah. you want to be able yeah, to yeah. hold each other accountable you also want to make sure as a leader especially that you're showing that recognition when guys are putting something forth but also, while you're giving them that recognition, calling out those good things, helping them understand, like, there's more there. Yep, for sure, for sure. And it, it's just a balance, right? It's just that balance, and you kind of feel it in the moment, whether you need a, the carrot or the stick. And, yeah. Um, like it, it's important, like you said, you got to reward the, the good efforts and, and, and the positives, uh, which we do a good job of here. It's just... Can we be a bit more firm as a group, not as one person or two people in yeah. maintaining the standards that we want to, to... So it's more of a cultural thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Do you think that's something that is going to still take a while to no, cultivate think, or I it's going to be a straightaway yeah, thing? Yeah, it's already it's going a, I, think, I mean, because we were, we were close last year with it. You yeah. know what I mean? It wasn't like it. it's something that we're having to completely overhaul. When I first right. came, we had to overhaul it. Right, and then what we had last year is a step in the right direction, and now we need to take that last step in in creating it as a as a existing culture with the group. Yeah, I would say too, like you know, and I know you don't speak as much to this. Well, maybe part, maybe you do as a, as a captain, but like sort of individual roles of like fixing certain. I think consistent problems that have been around since the start. Mm. So like the, the latter part of the season being a difficult stretch that has been a thing every season so far. Mm -hmm. I think the other piece is like being, <coughs> being composed in front of goal and having clinical fish finishing. I know it's a tough thing in this league, especially everyone wants a clinical number nine, right? You yeah. know, but like, do you feel like things are, are moving in the right direction there as far as sort of solving both of those inconsistencies? Yeah, for sure. I think one solves the other, truthfully. Um, I, I believe that in that back-end stretch this year, that was the difference between the back-end stretch. Uh, sorry, I keep saying it. We're in the new year. Yeah. Last season yeah. was much different. It was a lot different than the first season I was here. The back end of that first season, we just weren't playing well. We weren't performing and the results reflected it. I think last season, we were still playing well. We were still creating chances. 
we were conceding in poor moments, yeah. but we weren't finishing games off. And I think we would dominate for large sections of the game, not score, and put ourselves under pressure. Um, and, you know, like that's just not the way to go. So I think you play those games in the exact same way but you you put one away or two away mm -hmm. you're you're flying you're winning all those games right and right. um so yeah i think one solves the other um and it is something that we're addressing and that leads back to that continuity right like we were one of the best defensive units in the in the league yeah. we had 12 clean sheets so that's there now we have that foundation obviously we continue to work on it but we don't need to spend as much right. time and energy on making sure we have that foundation. We can put more focus into going forward, scoring goals. Like, what are we like in front of goal? How are we going to create chances? How yeah. are we going to score chances, right? And then there's also the recruitment piece from the coaches to add add more threats up top. Excellent. I like that. Absolutely. If that means more goals, yeah. Yeah. There, there will be more goals for sure. Um, I mean, like, and, I mean, Chain set the record for most goals in the season in his first season here. Right. He's a handful, man. So you'd like, have to think that, like, he's going to come, come in. Yeah. You have to, you have to consider, you have to say, I think you, you did, you said it, but, like, you have to consider, man, it's his first year away. Like, yeah. he went back home, right? He was comfortable, and then he's he moved away. He's he started again. And yeah, he is. He is yeah. and, and now he's got, he's got, Sharif. He's got That's Sharif, who he has chemistry with yeah, already yeah. from playing together a couple years ago. He's comfortable and he's got a, here. And he's got a bunch yeah. of guys that he's got he's got chemistry with that he's played with last year. You talked to Sharif? Uh, yeah, I sent him a message. Not not too much, but uh, I reached out to him. Yeah. Welcomed him to the club and, yeah. you know, if he needs anything, I'm around. And um, he seems excited to get over here. He's one of the boys working hard as well. Yeah, back home uh, he'll come in firing too Good and deal. He, he's an exciting one too he's an exciting one he's explosive he's fast he's aggressive um, he's gonna be one of those guys I think the fans are gonna enjoy watching yeah just he's so direct you know what I mean he wants the, to get the ball and get get going so he reminds me a little bit of like a, like a Thierry Henry when he used to play on the wing just get the ball and dribble at people yeah, yeah. So rapid yeah. yeah yeah like like what are we doing let's go yeah, mm -hmm. I, I'm excited by him just watching some of his highlights. Um, I know highlight reels only show the good stuff, but like he has a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta that, find those low light. Reels. That that yeah. twenty <laughs> that 2022 season, he was one of the bright spots on a bad Fuego team, and yeah. and last year he he was out for a significant portion of the year last year with an injury. But like I think I think he's gonna be huge for us i'm excited to see what morrow is able to do this season as well because i know yeah. like he was kind of still working his way back into fitness last season yeah. and finding sort of his place in the team um he is somebody i don't feel like we've seen the best of yet i'll say from the inside this guy is unbelievable if if he can you yes. know come back and translate yeah. His his capability into match day performances. I think he's the best player in the team. Like his technique is a joke. It's ridiculous, and he has a really high football IQ as well. Yeah, and he's just like, some of the stuff he does in training. It's just, it's just a matter of taking it from the training pitch to the, to the game. Yeah, exactly. Pitch. And and I think 
you know, it has to be said, it, it's hard to start at a new club. It's hard to move, yeah. uh, especially for guys that have been in one place for a while, which was the case for him in Charleston. Um, like, it, it's not so easy. You need that right. year, which obviously fans don't really want to know or, or hear about, but like sometimes it does take a, a season to to become comfortable with your life outside of the pitch right as well as what the, huge piece. what the club is yeah. like and you said it like what's your place in the team and uh i think he's one of those guys that is going to be a different player come you to yeah and and keep in keep in mind this is a guy who was drafted in the MLS Super Draft, I believe he was a first rounder. He was after, like right after, he had torn his ACL. Hey, that that boy, is how man. that is how that is how good he was. Is that he was still a first rounder after tearing his ACL? Well, and he's torn both of them. Uh, well, he didn't. He, he hadn't torn the other one <laughs> right. at that point. But yeah, like, I think I think too. Like it was a. We talked with him last year when we interviewed him just hearing his story of his background and like losing his parents fairly young and like he's away from his the rest of his family like that that has to weigh on you especially when you move to a new city yeah. you're meeting new friends you have all new teammates like i don't think he'd played with any of the guys before at any capacity i don't think no. so that that was the case for almost everybody yeah um, and it's a different climate than he's ever played in right cuz he's only ever played down south yeah or charleston yeah right like I, I only the only guys that I'd ever played with was the three other returners the season right. before. You know, I didn't yeah. know anyone else, and like that that back line was none of us had ever played together. Yeah, right. And that that was the case across the board. So uh, it makes me excited, man. It's just different when you when you have a, a year of of games under your belt, and yep. it's just different when yeah. you when you all come back. Yeah, and I mean, even even with this year, like even the new guys have played with someone on the team. Like yeah. Sharif has played with Cheney, you know. Boyce has played with Kroll. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's there's a lot to be said about chemistry with you know someone on the team at yeah. the yeah, very yeah. least. You know, to to kind of like work your way towards like you know understanding how everyone yeah. you know plays together and mm-hmm. gets along off the pitch too. Yeah. So. Well, Mitch, we're going to call it a day so we can watch this FA Cup match. Uh, it's it. about to start. Yep. Um, thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, we'd love to have you back on before uh, the start of this preseason. Um, so maybe in another three weeks, four yeah, weeks, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, do, but a, yeah. do another uh, do another thing where we bring all the returners in and then talk to them. Yeah, I'll have all all, uh, <laughs> all twelve like, of them. Yeah, twelve. Yeah. Of them, uh, <laughs> However we'll, many there are, we should do a people. live broadcast at the Ford Club for that. We'll just have people huddled fan, around microphones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that'll be good. Do it, do it, the club. Yeah, let's do it. We'll we'll figure that out. But uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on. Um, thanks again to all of our Patreon backers. Still only five bucks. Uh, we're gonna have a quarterly black and white magazine we're putting out this year. Handing out for free. You could help back that. Uh, we're going to try to put all of our Patreon backers' names in every issue that we put out just to make sure we're showing some, some recognition because we really do appreciate you. Uh, but for now, we will talk to you next time on episode 42 of Easy Live. And as Grant always says, be easy. We'll see you all next time. <laughs>